This is Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. For more information, please visit my website at spiritualityunpackedalloneword.com. Laura, and welcome to Spirituality Unpacked. I hope you are doing well. So I am here with the final chapter of my book, The Emotional Truth, and the title is called The Search for Truth. So the search for truth is really looking for the not-so-human answer. So it's easy to make up the story about what goes on in life around us and what other people do and why they do it and it's really easy to make up that story and usually that story is filled with our own triggers our own wounds our own pain our own filters our own perceptions our own ideas about how life how life is supposed to work but most of those kinds of things especially the part where we're in pain and the filters and and that kind of stuff, it's not true. It's the human perception. But the human is designed to self-protect. That's what the ego does. The human is designed to self-protect. And so by self-protecting, what it says is, I'm going to make up a story that isn't painful. I'm going to tell a version of this story that doesn't hurt. And that's effectively what the ego does and what the mind will do. So what does that mean? That means the human is more likely to blame. It's your fault. I feel this way. The human is more likely to shame. How could you do that? The human doesn't necessarily like to take responsibility for its own behavior. And that's why we run into trouble, is because the human doesn't want to take responsibility for its own behavior. Now, that's generally, that's, uh, I'm not putting everybody in a big bucket and saying everybody's awful, because there are a lot of people out there that are, have done at least some work, consciously or unconsciously, it doesn't matter. They're doing some level of work, and they're willing to take responsibility for their own actions and their own behaviors. Sometimes, that too comes out in a very kind of a triggered way. It's like, well, I'm doing it, so you should be too. And it's not fair if I do it and you don't. That, again, creates that very triggered pain point that is also not true. So what's the deal? What is true? So I call truth, and I use truth as awareness, intuition the heart, the soul, not the mind. (laughs) And so it's okay to keep the human story. But what we have to do is we have to look for what's mine. How did my behavior affect the situation? What part of this is mine? And then 
We drop all the expectations about the other person and what they should or shouldn't have been doing and what they should or should not take responsibility for and what's theirs. So it doesn't automatically mean that because you've decided you're taking responsibility for X, Y, and Z, that the other person should automatically take responsibility for A, B, and C. It doesn't work that way. You take responsibility for your stuff and you drop it. And there are no expectations of anybody else to do anything differently. You control the only thing you can control, which is yourself, and you leave everybody else to do their own thing. That's it. The search for truth means we're looking for the higher perspective of what happened. There's generally always a lesson, some awareness, some self-awareness that we need to have, that we need to get out of any situation that we get, find ourselves in. And because of that, our only job is to take the things that happen in our life and look for what's true about ourselves within that without projecting anything onto anybody else. And that's hard because it requires a level of willingness to decide to take responsibility for self without hinging it on anybody else. And humans don't like that. People generally don't like that. They don't want to do that because that means that I can't blame you for my problem. I can't blame you for how I feel. I have to take responsibility for it. My feelings, my thoughts, my stuff, not yours, mine. And that's it. That's it. The story about what the other person did or said or didn't say or didn't do doesn't matter. So when we talk about the search for truth, what we're really talking about is the higher perspective that lets everybody off the hook and really including yourself. We let everybody off the hook and we take responsibility only for that which is ours. No projection, no expectations, no blame. We remove all of that. We say, what's here for me? And that's it. And the part there that I want to go back to is the part where you let yourself off the hook too. You get into a situation. Maybe you react instead of respond. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're mad. Maybe you yell. Maybe, maybe you say stuff you shouldn't say. Maybe, maybe you do things. Okay. You're human. It's going to happen. Welcome to life. That's what life is. Cool. Okay. You're going to have those moments. We all have those moments. None of us are perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. There's no expectation of anybody being perfect. There you go. That's it. Cool. So you have a human moment. A little less than ideal. It's okay. It's okay. But you got to let yourself off the hook. Allow yourself to be human. It's okay. If you're bringing awareness as much as you can, if you're responding as much as you can, 
if you're just simply doing the best that you can majority of the time, then you reacting and yelling is the best that you can do in the moment. Cool. So let yourself off the hook, but then use it as an opportunity because there's a cool opportunity right there for you to do some self-discovery and understand more of who you are. Why did that trigger you, that specific situation? Why did it trigger you so much that it caused you to blow up off the handle instead of respond like you would normally do? What was that? What's there? And then work with that. This chapter is really sort of, it, this is the story that, that my life has taken on. Because in every situation that happens in my life now, and it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad or whether it's, it's somebody else's fault or whether it's nobody's fault, it's just stuff happening, whatever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm always looking for that truth. I'm always going back saying, what do I need to learn? What do I need to understand? And, and the thing I'm understanding isn't necessarily the outside world, although I do translate that sometimes. What I'm really trying to understand is myself. And when I translate the outside world, it's usually when, when major trauma happens. That's when I translate the outside world. When the Amazon rainforest was burning, for example, I made a post on social media, translated the outside world into something that made more sense, that was out of the human story of, oh my God, the, the forest is burning. And into a more spiritual, sort of higher perspective way of seeing it. The last time there was a major school shooting, I think I probably did the same thing. I, I take big events and I translate them and put some higher perspective behind them. I take away some of the human story to allow people to get up and out of it. Because what happens a lot of the time as we read these stories on the news or we hear about them in social media and we immediately put ourselves in them. We project ourselves into them, right? So then we've got suddenly people are going, oh, those poor animals. And so now we're projecting, we're, we're taking on not even other people's pain anymore. Now we're taking on animals' pain. Now, now we're taking on the pain of the trees that are burning. Now, now we're taking on all of this other stuff. And so when we project like that and we put ourselves in those scenarios, we're taking things on unnecessarily. We don't really need to take that on. Awareness is cool. There's nothing wrong with awareness. It's okay to know what's going on in the world. But what we don't want to do is have it wreck our day, have it wreck our life, have it wreck our week, have it wreck our month. We don't want it to upset the quote-unquote apple cart. We want to be able to be okay within that. recognizing that, yep, there's some chaos going on out there and I'm still okay. So when you get some information about something going on that is not yours, it's not happening to you, not affecting your life even a little bit, it's just not, 
you can simply look at it and be compassionate. Absolutely. Compassion is a beautiful, beautiful thing that humans are very capable of, and we should do a lot of it. Be compassionate and then stop. It's not yours. And this is all part of that search for truth. Because the truth is, it's not yours. That is the truth. It's not yours. Unless you live in the Amazon rainforest, it's not yours. So stop. It's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have a perspective. It's okay to have a belief about how you think the world might work. But when something happens that fits into that belief, that's when you question it. Is that true? Because now the universe is trying to show you something different. That's why that thing happened. You have that belief and then something happens that, that, that pokes at that belief and now you have to decide, okay, is that belief still true? Is that belief serving me? Is it just ticking me off? Is it making me mad? Is it hurting me? Is that belief helping me at all? Now you get to decide. And that decision allows you to decide to keep the belief or change the belief. If the belief doesn't work and the belief is causing pain and the belief is making your life miserable, then it's probably time to get rid of the belief. Right? So ultimately, the entire book, the whole thing, has been about emotions. The emotional truth was, became about emotions and how we process them, how we deal with them, what happens when we feel them, and then how we use them to define the story that we tell about what's going on. Things like blame and shame and guilt and victimization, which is the poor me story, all of those are designed for self-protection. That's their whole point. That's the ego protecting you. It, that's its job. That's what it's supposed to do. That's the human thing. That's what happens, right? The ego does what it's supposed to do, tries to protect you. You, you have the human story. Maybe you feel the feelings. You move into victimization because, again, that's the ego protecting you from having to take responsibility for it. But we actually want to take responsibility for it because that's where the truth lies. And not in that beating myself up with a sledgehammer kind of a way either. We're not doing that. We're not putting ourselves on the hook. We're expecting to hang anybody else on a hook. We're simply deciding to look at our behavior and see where the pain points are that caused this specific response, that caused me to do this certain thing, that caused this thing to happen. Where are those pain points and then heal them? That's it. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing in any situation. We're looking for the spot that we can heal ourselves and find and understand ourselves a little bit better. That's it. That's my entire life. That's what my entire life has come down to. I either do it as a student, meaning I'm, 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 I'm the person experiencing the situation and there's a thing happening and I have to navigate that. Or I do it more as a practitioner teacher where I come at it this way and I'm not in a problem, but I'm here 
sharing what I've learned along the way right now. And whatever role I play, whichever one I'm in, and you'll see me play, play, the, play the sort of student let's be human moment because I post those. Those are blogs. I, I talk about that. And then I come here and you get this instead. And this is where I get out of the human story and I look at, okay, what's behind that? Because it's the what, what's behind that that's the most important part. That's the critical piece that we miss. That's the step that we need in order to be able to heal. We can't heal from the human story because the human story is just bunk. So we can't heal from it. It just causes more pain. The way we heal is by getting up and out, by finding that higher perspective. The analogy that I always use is the helicopter, the forest and the helicopter. So if you're in the forest and you're staring at the bottom of the trees, that is the human story. And if there's a log in your way, the human story is how do I get the log out of the way? And maybe it's there long enough that you get frustrated, you get mad at it, you try to find a way around it. It's really long and there is no good way to get around it. And maybe, I don't know, it's too tall to get over, too low to get under. I have no idea. Okay, but it's there. It's the log and that's the problem in front of you. Okay? The log is the problem in front of you. So from your vantage point where you are, you don't see a good way to go around this log. Now imagine somebody handed you a helicopter and you were able to get up above the trees in the helicopter and you were able to look down and see that exact same log. Do you think you would able to then be able to find your way around it? Probably. Perspective is everything. Because now suddenly that stumbling point, because you're not looking directly at it, because you're not down in the muck, because you're not staring at the bottom of the trees, because of your new vantage point, now you're able to see it clearly and you're able to figure out how to get over it, around it, whatever. And that's what it is. So in absolutely everything that happens to me, even if it's after the fact, even if I've already reacted, in everything that happens in my life, I come back to myself, I sit my butt down on my couch, and I say, okay, what was that? And I look for truth. I toss the human story because it's just a bunch of made-up garbage, and I look for truth <clears throat> every single time. That takes an incredible amount of responsibility and awareness. When you do it enough, it stops being a big deal. It's, it actually just becomes more of a habit. It's just something you do all the time. I, I'm to the point now where I just do it all the time. But I can remember where at first, when I first started doing it a couple of years back. And it was really hard for me to not want to project and blame. It was really hard for me to not want to say, well, this is about him, not me, and I'm not dealing with this. It took a lot for me to get to a place where I would look at those situations and go, what's mine? Because I was still trying to protect myself from what I might find. But the more I forced myself to kind of start to do that more often, the more I did it, the better I got at it, 
now I do it and I pretty much do it without thinking. It's just so normal for me now to come back to myself, to come back and look around and go, okay, what's here? Why is this happening? What's what's this about? And it, it's not why is this happening to me, victimized trauma, pain thing. It's what is this here to teach me? Why is this happening? But I'm looking at what's it here to teach me? What am I supposed to understand about myself? And my willingness now to understand myself is at such a level that nothing happens in my life where I'm not looking for that. And it doesn't matter how minor it is. It doesn't matter how big it is. When things happen, I look for that truth. And I post the stories of what that looks like. I share the blogs of what that looks like. I'm always getting out of the human story. Even if I fall right in head first, face first into the human story while it's happening in the minute, because I'm reacting and I'm being a jerk and I'm doing all this stuff, even if I'm there, even if I'm fully human in that moment, I will still come back after the fact and go, what's mine? And I allow that. I allow that. Because the awareness says, okay, next time, if there is a next time, next time we're going to figure out how to not react quite like that. And awareness is what allows that. That search for truth, which is awareness, the search for truth, is what allows that. It's what allows me to look at my human, pat the human on the head, go, good job, buddy, you tried, and figure out what makes sense and what's real in what's happening. Why is this here? And pretty much in every case these days, <laughs> there's, there's either some truth about myself or the point is for me to understand what other people are experiencing or going through. And the reason why I get to learn how other people are feeling, and the point of that isn't just so that I can show compassion and be a nice human being and take other people's crap on. That's not really the point of all of that. The, the point is so that I can then help the people that are willing to be helped. The, will, the people that are actually going to listen, the people that will pay attention, the people that will sort of take it on and take it in for a minute and go, hmm, how can I use that? The people that are actually using my stuff to help themselves, okay, if, if, if I go here and, and I stay in kind of that student frame and I take on how other people are feeling and I mess with that, I can use my awareness in such a way that I don't have to take it on and be triggered and bothered by it, but I can actually kind of look at it like a Rubik's Cube and kind of go, hmm, how is this helpful? <laughs> what can I do? And I can put the puzzle together because then it allows me to say, okay, how can I help pe other people that might be struggling with this same scenario? That's my entire life. <laughs> this. That is what I do, and that's, this is what I'm encouraging you to do, because I know the difference that it made in my life, in how I live, right? Even if I have that human moment, the fact that I come back after makes a huge difference in how I frame the story I tell about the things that I've experienced in my life. I don't frame my life experience the same way anymore. 
and I understand myself. So when I look back at crap that I did 20 years ago, I don't beat myself over the head anymore. I try to understand her. I try to understand the person that, that she was. Why was she doing that? What was happening for her at that point? Why did she feel the need to go there? <laughs> right? And I'm in a place now where I look back and shake my head and go, what the F, right? Like, I, I have those moments all the time. But it's, it's more in a kind of a laugh or cry kind of a scenario, right? Like, I'm not looking at it from a painful place. I'm looking at it going, why the hell would she feel the need to do that? And try to understand the human. Because there's something there. There's a truth in that. Right or wrong, good or bad, doesn't matter, but there's a truth in there. And my job is to find that. So it doesn't matter what the experience is. My job is to find the truth. And the better you get at it, the better you get at it. As you get good at dealing with the present, then it enables you to start working backwards. And the present will trigger the past. That's kind of what happens, right? Present's going to trigger the past. So you're going to have a thing that's going to happen and your brain's going to go, remember that time? <laughs> okay, here you go. Here's your opportunity. You grew. So you're not the same person, first and foremost. Don't beat yourself up for what you didn't know. And then, it's coming up for a reason. You're being shown this for a reason. Now go find it. But stay out of blame, stay out of pain, stay out of triggers, and look for truth. What's the universe trying to show me here? And it's not the human story, guys. I'm sorry, but it's not the human story we want to tell about all the pain that that experience caused us. It's not about that. There's something else there for you. Right? So I've had to learn about my own sense of powerlessness. Through my experience of being powerless. Right? So I would give in or do things because other people had expectations of me. And... That was because I felt powerless. It doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what actually happened. The point is, the whole point of that story was to point out the powerless, powerlessness. The whole point of the life experience was to point out the sense of powerlessness that I had. That's the truth of the story. My human 20 years ago was completely powerless. She was a stubborn bitch, but she was completely powerless. And the stubborn bitch was just making up for that sense of powerlessness. And there are a few dozen stories that I can tell you about powerlessness that I've experienced over the course of time. And 
and none of them have anything to do with the victimization, the human trauma, the pain, the triggers, all the crap. It's not about any of that. It's only about understanding that there was a part of me that didn't have access to her power yet and was responding from a place of not having enough power to do what she wanted or needed to do at the time. And that's it. That's the whole story. My only job is to accept that part of me. That's my only job is to accept the part of me that felt powerless and to love her and have compassion for her and to accept that that's where I was, that's who I was, that's what I was doing and be completely okay with that and completely merge with her and invite her in and accept her for who she is and what was happening and all the stuff and not victimize or be traumatized by or blame her for anything. She was powerless, which meant she was doing the best that she could without any power. And the minute I accepted her was the minute the light went on and I went, hey, wait, I do have power. It's right there. She was guarding the door. And all I had to do was go find it. All I had to do was accept her. And the door where my power was revealed itself to me right away. And it took a while. That's new energy. <laughs> Not the same thing, right? It takes some adjusting. It takes some time to get into that new energy oh, I'm not completely powerless. And I'm still learning, quite frankly. That's not a perfect system. I'm still figuring that part out. Understanding what being empowered looks like. Understanding how that, how to be in that. What that energy feels like. All of those things. I'm still still in, in student mode with those kinds of things. I'm still learning that. But that's it. But do you see? I didn't tell you a human story about he said, he said this and she did that. I told you about powerlessness. And it's not because there isn't a human story attached. There are actually many. But it's because they're irrelevant. The only thing that matters is the sense of powerlessness that was underlying all of it. And that's what I want you to do. Go find the truth, not in a blame game, not in a pain, not in trigger, not in all of the other stuff we like to do to ourselves. But what's the story underneath the story? Powerlessness, worthiness, whatever. What's the story? Find that and then accept that part of yourself. And then what you'll find is you'll have access to things you didn't know existed about yourself. And they'll be really, really cool. And that's what searching for the truth does for you. It allows you to find those bits of yourself you didn't even know were there. But they are. You just got to go get them. All right. That's enough of this stuff for today. I will be back in a few days on Thursday with more. We will move on. We will talk about some different stuff. Um, no more book chapters. All right. So 
we will continue on. Thank you so much. I am Laura Bungars. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share from wherever you are listening to this too. Thank you so much for listening to Spirituality Unpacked, and I will be back next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye for now. This has been Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for listening.